Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And uh, if you want to find out more about what Andy's up to, that's me, you can check out authentic-solutions.com or jump onto heaveninbusiness.com and that's where we're equipping people with clarity for what's next and the courage to do it. Equipping people to partner with God in their place of work and engage in the well-being of the city they serve. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I'm personally growing in. And uh, there's been a series of things happening lately that have probably put a lot more pressure on my need to grow as a leader. And it's one of those areas where I would say I have historically been someone who avoids conflict, who doesn't find it easy. Uh, My greatest strength is connection. My greatest weakness or fear is losing connection. So what that means is I'm really, really comfortable building relationship, growing in trust with you and others around us, and have crazy favor with people in all levels of society and different cultures. But what I tend to hide in or stay comfortable in is telling 80% of the truth. Now, what I mean by that is there's if there's a spectrum of truth that we have conversation with one another, if I gave you feedback, I would easily give you 80%. That last 20% feedback is the part where it's really awkward and uncomfortable. If I think about myself, I feel embarrassed. I feel uncomfortable. Why? Because it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable telling you things that you may not like. It's also vulnerable telling you things knowing that I don't always have the full picture and there may be something that I don't know that's affecting what you do. So there's actually ways to do it. But where this really hit me up is, firstly, I've been connecting and growing in friendship with a a man by the name of Ford Taylor. He wrote a book, Relational Leadership. You can check out his podcast, Ford Taylor Talks. And you'll see a bunch of this in there around communication, discipline, uh, business growth, and leadership. It's been outstanding. And he's one of the things is is going to people and when we give feedback is 100% truth, 100% pre-forgiveness, 100% love. But love, 100% love looks like I care more about you than I care about how you feel about me. Now, let's be clear. I do care about how you feel about me. I just care more about you. What I learned and observed is I sat down to give someone some feedback and I'd prepared and thought I was ready to do this and knew that was uncomfortable for me. But I got to the point of giving feedback and I pulled back and gave part of it, but not all of it, not as much. I knew I walked away from the conversation realizing, Andy, you just missed it. There was an opportunity to give someone a lot more of what's going on and you failed to do that. And I suddenly realized why. It was because I was focused on myself. I felt awkward. I felt embarrassed. I felt uncomfortable. And because of how I felt, I was thinking entirely about myself and not about them. If I truly love them fearlessly, I will tell them the truth. I'm walking in pre-forgiveness, I'm walking in love, I'm walking in those things, but this is what it looks like. And here's a little thing that Ford Taylor gave me that helps make this easier. And it's this little uh, statement. Here's how it goes. 
when I go up to someone, whether that's written or spoken, I can frame the conversation like this. And I just simply say, this may be just me, and perhaps it doesn't matter, but here's what I'm experiencing, or here's what I see, or here's what's happened. And I'm going to stick to the facts, not necessarily my version of what that means. So literally, why would I say that? Perhaps this is just me. Perhaps I'm the only one that's experiencing this and I don't know all the situation. It also gives a lot more room for people to walk away because I'm not going to force my feedback on someone. I love them enough to say, but whether they do or not, it's entirely up to them whether they will receive it. But what I know is it will affect how we build together because that's the kind of relationship that I want. So that's number one. Number two is a fascinating conversation I got to have with an ex-army ranger. Now, army rangers in the United States are the equivalent of the Navy SEALs, except the Navy SEALs who had a lot of publicity, and we could talk about that, whereas the army rangers would like to say and think that uh, they just do things quietly behind the scenes and you never hear about what they do, where they do it, or how they do it. So I got to speak to a particular army ranger and... Uh, we were talking about these things and he was letting me know the things that they do and take care of and the tightness of their team. They would literally take a bullet for one another and often throughout history, they do. They would be willing to die for you, but he would not be willing to tell you the truth. And that really impacted me. For a ranger, someone who lives works, sleeps with the people in high intense relationships, in high intensive situations. He'd be willing to lay down his life for his friend. But for him, it would be harder to tell his friend some candid 100% feedback, 100% truth, because the emotional laying down your life is actually harder than physically laying down your life. I would provide for you. I'd give you money. I would give you gifts. I'd go to the store for you. I'll go overseas for you. I'll take a bullet for you. But I will avoid telling you the truth because I am thinking about myself. Greatly impacted by that. And you can think on that. And then finally, which perhaps we should have started with this, is I've been reading the Bible. And it's kind of pretty obvious in here. This is in the book of Ephesians. I encourage you to go and read the entire book, not just a part of it. But literally, I've written down the goal. Uh, the goal of Ephesians is to help us grow into fullness of life in God, not tossed around by every wind of doctrine or, or different things that are coming and going. Not tossed around, but connected and contributing to one another so that together we grow into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. That's the goal. So how do we do that? How do we grow in that? Well, here's Ephesians 4.15. But speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things. Uh, carries on. No longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in futility of mind, darkened understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance, blinded hearts. They've gone past feeling and given over to lewdness and a bunch of other things. And then it says, putting away lying. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And then Ephesians 6, 14, it says this, stand therefore, 
having girded your waist with truth. What's the point? You will only grow up into the fullness of the measure of the statue of Christ. You will only be girded with truth when you hear that from the people around you. That is what will keep you doing this. You will not do this alone. You can only do this with others. There's something about the nature of this walk that we've got that we were never intended to do it alone. And we're put into community. And it's actually the community that is our struggle and the community that is our strength because it forges in us something that's much, much better. I was thinking on that. What does a truth girded with truth, like a belt of truth, it's your core. It's building those stomach muscles that are now covered over perhaps with something else, but they're there. But it's that core strength that keeps you regarding, regardless of which way you're facing, upside, downside, leaning one way or the other. It's the thing that stops you getting tossed around by every wind of doctrine because you're locked in with truth, because of what people have told you, because of what you've been reading from the word and you've been instructed and guided in that. What's the point? I love them fearlessly. If I love you fearlessly, I will approach you not thinking about myself, but thinking about you. It's easier to die for you physically, to be a martyr than it is to actually walk in 100% truth because I love you. What's the point? If you love me, you'll tell me the truth. If you're wise, you'll listen to that truth. Just jump into the book of Proverbs. If you're not wise, look, that's a pretty obvious. You can work that one out. You can tell whether people are walking in the wisdom and the fear of God by how they handle the feedback that you give them. But this focus is what I will do. So if I'm focused on me, I avoid telling you 100% the truth. If I'm focused on you, if I love the Lord the God, my God with all my heart, soul, mind, strength, and I love my neighbor as myself and as Christ loved me, as he laid mine, then I'll focus on you and I will live in that 100% truth. I will operate continually in that 20% where it's awkward and uncomfortable, but it's building a better future for you. So I bless you with that. Father, thank you that you're leading and guiding us into all truth. Thank you that you've placed people around us that actually carry the very things that we need to be girded with truth. I ask that you'd shift in us whatever it takes to be people of truth, that we would communicate the truth because we love people, not concerned about how they feel about us, but more concerned, more concerned about them and their future. Give us the wisdom and the grace to do this, and I bless everybody listening to this. Amen. Hey, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe uh, and post a review. Help this get out. If it's helped you, it's surely going to help someone else. And uh, we will talk again next week.